Welcome once again to another episode of Demand Gen Radio, the one program that brings you all the latest methods and technologies for driving growth and increasing demand. With the voice of Demand Gen, David Lewis. All right, welcome back to another episode of Demand Gen Radio. Back on the program with me is our Chief Strategy Officer, Carlos Hidalgo. Carlos, how are you, man? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Dave? I am good. I am I'm back in California. And I know that seems like, well, is that exciting? It is in this day and age because I got on my first plane uh, on Friday afternoon, or it was Thursday actually last week. Flew down to San Diego, packed up my daughter, uh, had some movers help us, drove to Arizona, spent several days in Arizona, and flew home last night. And let me just tell you, it was it was weird to be out in the wild again. I bet it's been quite a while. I'm sure it was quite an adventure. It, it was. And uh, I will say this, the weirdest part of it, besides moving your daughter and who just graduated college, is that I was um, traveling past a couple stores at about six o'clock at night after like the first night that we had gotten there. So it's Friday night and I go downtown to downtown Chandler. And as I'm picking up food, wearing my mask, you know, doing what us Californians do, I walked by a bar that was like 20 people deep and restaurants that had every table seated. And I'm just looking in the windows going, am I in a Twilight Zone episode? Like, what is going on here? It was so weird. Like nothing ever happened. But it was nice to take a, a few days of, of time off. I was masked up, gloved up. Uh, my hands are very dry from washing. I feel safe back here in California, but I, I do wonder when things are going to start to transition here in California, because they certainly transition to Arizona. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see how each of the individual states transition. And then from a business perspective, how much we do transition back to what we knew just 90 days ago. Well, let, let's talk about what we know right now, and that is the D3 methodology. When when Carlos and I get on the podcast, that means for you guys, we are diving into the D3 methodology. And before we get into uh, what we're going to talk about today, which is strategic and technical skills for your people, I just want to compliment those of you that have reached out to Carlos and I. We've had uh, a few of you since the last podcast reach out and say, hey, look, I want to talk about my journey, want to talk about the D3 methodology, want to talk about um, my specific environment. And the, the place, as you know, Carlos, that people are most reaching out to us is folks that have recently started in new roles, new marketing leadership roles in the past year or so, some just uh, even less than that, and looking to use this methodology as a way to explain their vision and their initiatives. And that's exactly what it is for. So if this is your first time tuning in to the Carlos and Dave series on the D3 methodology, make sure you go back and listen to the previous episodes. You can tell when there's a D3 methodology episode on the podcast, because that's what it says in the subject line. And Carlos and I have done a couple already. Every one of the sessions that we do uh, has a a link with additional materials or a place for you to go from some of the things that we're talking about. So again, if you haven't gotten a copy of the D3 methodology, that is listed in the details. Last episode, we talked about the accountability chart, which was on the topic of people. And there was a link to that accountability chart, a bunch of PowerPoint slides for you. So today, let's dive in to strategic and technical skills. Carlos, let's start off with the changing landscape of marketing. So as you know, guy, both of us have run marketing 
We have certainly helped leaders of marketing organizations. Uh, back uh, very early on in my career, we didn't have the kind of technology we have today. Mm-hmm. Fast forward, every single marketing department, B2B marketing department and B2C marketing department has a whole set of tools they need to run their demand generation machine. Everything from marketing automation, website analytics, more powerful analytics platforms, data tools, content tools, CRM systems, you name it, plethora, whole buffet of technology. And yet I can tell you this as a guy who just literally drove my daughter from state to state, who graduated with a degree in marketing, who is currently working in marketing and using tools like Marketo at her role, they didn't cover marketing technology at school. They didn't cover their strategic use. They talked about data, talk about content. They still talk about the four Ps, but there was no Marketo University training or other tools training. So that means we're hiring people that have on-the-job knowledge uh, or people that are learning this on the job. And I'm curious to get from your perspective, when folks listening to this are looking at their team and saying, does my team have the right technical skills to do their jobs effectively? How do they assess that? And how do they hire people or recruit people that if they know have the right skills? Let's start there. Yeah, that's a great question. And I would say most universities are still catching up to even teaching B2B marketing as part of their marketing curriculum. Typically, it's a, a very consumer-centric curriculum, consumer-centric degree, which is great. We can learn a lot from B2C. But I think there's very few that are teaching B2B. In terms of hiring for those technical skill sets, uh, it is a challenge. I think when you have uh, someone coming right out of college, the expectation is going to be that you're going to have to train or rely on the vendors that you have as part of your tech stack to do the training and the certifications. I think that's why people who are certified in platforms like Marketo and some of the others are really hot commodities because they are so unique. The ones who do it and do it well, I know uh, in my previous roles, what we used to do is saying, hey, here's a campaign architecture. Go build this in a system and show us you can do it. Yeah. Let's let's talk about our team for a second. So we're uh, June next month is our 13-year anniversary as a company, which is exciting. Uh, and when we started out, the only thing that we helped companies with was Eloqua back in the day. There was no Marketo. It didn't exist, nor did Pardot exist. So everyone on my team had Eloqua skills, developed Eloqua skills. And that's what people hired us for is that scarce expertise back in the day, not just how to build and launch an email, but how to do scoring or nurturing or more sophisticated marketing automation users. About, I don't know, three, four years into the practice, uh, Marketo comes on the scene. We get very uh, close to that organization, help them bring the product to market. And we start cross-training our team and developing Marketo expertise. And as the years went on, we started hiring people who had those skills. And we expanded into Pardot and HubSpot. And what I have literally loved watching our agency grow is because we have access to every tool and we work with so many different companies, we learn best practices on how to use each tool. Mm-hmm. I would not know uh, how if I was running a marketing department um, and was using, let's say, platform A and then was outgrowing that platform and moving to platform B. I do not know. And I'm saying this, you know, hypothetically, do I what do I need to do 
to get my team who knows the current platform, but is now going to use another platform. I'm not necessarily looking to fire them all. Certainly. I'm not necessarily looking to double up my resources and say, I got to go hire marketing automation people with that expertise because these ones don't. And so every one of our clients goes through this as we're seeing more and more migrations these days. We do a lot of them. Uh, as you know, our, our solution is, all right, we train and help our clients learn the new platform. But what do you? What should marketing leaders be thinking about as their stack adjustments on how to deal with their team from a technical skills development perspective? I think when you're when you're looking at implementing any new technology or even a migration, you've got to make that training part of the project plan and part of the timeline. You do yourself a real disservice if you don't. And one of the things I've heard from marketing leaders is, hey, you know, all the platforms, eighty percent side by side, they're all the same. You know, that just doesn't hold water. It's not true. We've seen it with our team. And I think to have that high level of technical skill is paramount. And the only way you're going to get that is to train and give them time in the tool to familiarize themselves. And I also want to highlight, it it goes beyond the the technical skill set we need in marketing, goes beyond just the table stakes of marketing automation and even MarTech in general. Think about the things marketing departments are being asked to do today with data and analytics and reporting and uh, data segmentation. Those are all skill sets that we didn't have to worry about 15, 20 years ago that now are being pushed onto and brought into marketing. If you don't have that skill set as well, you're really going to struggle in your organization to deliver value. Yeah. You... um. You bring up a key point, and I was just on a call earlier today with a client that I've worked with now, three different companies over nine years, and he just told me, he goes, hey, guess what? I'm moving into IT, and I thought he like literally was like leaving marketing and moving into IT, but no, their company is restructuring, and their marketing technology team function is being brought into IT as part of the IT department. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about that, but um, to your point that you just made, technical skills require project management expertise, require a broad set of technical skills, not just how to use a piece of marketing software, but the data uh, skills and analytics skills. I want to talk about a challenge that some of you may be running into uh, and talk about how to overcome this one. And that is you have someone on your team who is biased almost uh, a bigot. I, I I know of a company down in Mountain View that has used Eloqua. They're not a client. They've used Eloqua for 10 years. And there's two people in that group, almost lifers in the demand gen, who have built their career and reputation on Eloqua. You know, they're Eloqua champions. They've won uh, Marquee Awards or been up for Marquee Awards. And that's the tool that they know. Mm-hmm. And they will not ever suggest that their company should evaluate anything else because they've so hitched their cart to that, that they're afraid that if another tool or technology is brought in, they're not going to be the smartest person in the room anymore. And I'm I'm seeing this in these diehard environments that are on a specific platform. And I'm seeing some CMOs and, and heads of marketing departments or, or functions come to us and come to me and say, Dave, what do I do? I, my team is not open to looking at another tool because that's 
they believe it's the right tool or, and that's what it is. What do you, what do you do? So what do you do, Carlos? Yeah, I think you, you nailed it. It's the fear factor. I think so many people are scared of if I do this, then I become irrelevant. So I think, first of all, you acknowledge that as a leader, you acknowledge that and affirm that feeling, not the truth of the feeling, because I think a lot of that is perception, but create the space to allow them to say, hey, my entire career, I've done one thing with one tool, and that's what I know. And then encourage them to actually be part of the change and say, look, you're not, we're not here to replace you. We're here to replace a tool that we think will be better for us longer term. This is an opportunity for you to actually become more marketable, advance your career, advance your learning. I think if at that point, somebody doesn't want to come along for the ride, somebody doesn't want to continue learning, then you really, as a leader, have to ask the question, is this the right person for us as an organization? Every organization out there should be always looking to improve and innovate. And when you have someone who is halting that progress, either as an individual or a block of individuals, even after you've given them the space and the time and the opportunity to come along with you to innovate. If they're digging in their heels, it may just be time for the organization and the leader to make a change with those people. The infamous Jill Rowley, who I've had on the program, shout out to Jill, because I kind of picture you running somewhere now. I know you're always tuning in. But Jill used to say to me when when we were working together, because um, Jill used to be at Aliqua and then was at Marketo, she would say, you know, Dave, a fool with a tool is still a fool. And I don't know where she got that or if that was that was a Jillism. That sounds very Jill. It sounds very Jill. And it's it's um what I would say to anybody listening, if you're not the head of the marketing department, or maybe you are, and and you have a bias to a platform, you need to ask yourself always what's right for the organization. And the only way to really know the answer to that is essentially every year evaluating your core technology. Almost every year. I mean, if you're on a CRM like Salesforce and it's really integrated in your business, are you going to look at replacing your core CRM every year? No. But I can tell you one client of ours, NetApp, who has changed CRMs in the 10 years that we work with them three times. And I think at least three times, if not four, because as different leadership has come in or different factors, they've gone from one CRM to another CRM to another CRM and now back to Salesforce and the cost to an organization of making all those moves is extremely high. But if you bought a marketing automation system, move away from CRM, and you're primarily using it for batch and blast marketing, well, first of all, shame on you. But if you're using it for more than that, as it's intended to do, do you need to look every year whether you're on the right platform? Maybe, maybe not. But you certainly, if you've been using the same marketing automation system for three years, or more right now, you should be evaluating because every major marketing automation system has changed parent, has changed primary owner. And those products are either getting enhanced or they're starting to decay. So do that. But just don't make the decision based on what the team knows how to do. You've got to become, whether you want to call it a two-footed soccer player or ambidextrous, uh, it's important. And if you're, what I was going to say is if you're listening to this and you're that Marketo champion, or that Eloqua Champion, or HubSpot, or Pardo, whatever your marketing automation system is, and you that's the system that you know, 
think about your own career and the value you would bring to an organization by having those additional technical skills from an MA perspective. Um, they're invaluable. And if you were to leave the organization that day, I want you to think about how much or how little or less hireable you are. You know, are you obsoleting yourself by not at least having the knowledge to know the differences between the platforms? So at least by having the vendors come in and do a deep dog and pony and tell you what's been on the roadmap, what they've released, showing you the new capabilities and what's coming is a way for you to make sure that your technical skills and, and view of things is on top. And as Carlos said, it's not just about MA, it's other tools and then deeper, you know, data and analytics uh, with the tools. So in terms of st- uh, technical skills, before we get to strategic skills, Carlos, what would you say are some of like the core areas that your that a marketer, a modern marketer, should have from a competency perspective when we talk about technical skills. Let's throw some of those out there. Yeah, I would say, you know, the, as, as you mentioned, the the technical uh, or the technology itself. So things like marketing automation, as you were talking, I was thinking, you know, my, an analogy of a utility player in baseball, how valuable they are. I can put them at third base. I can put them in left field. I can put them at second base. Now, those guys are highly marketable and they get to play a very long careers when they, are proficient at multiple positions. So I think getting proficient at multiple technologies that you can adapt to is going to make you marketable. Uh, I get back to the data, understanding how to segment data and how to look and, and data in terms of segmentation of like contact or, or individual or account data. So you can say, hey, this would be how we would want to implement a segmentation model. And then on the analytics side of data is being able to not just generate a report, but really analyze the data mm-hmm. and bring those numbers, bring that information to life in your organization to say, this is what it means. This is how we need to optimize. I'm not saying you got to get to the level of a data scientist, but you should learn that technical skill of analyzing data and being able to make sense of the tea leaves. I would say those three things will keep you plenty busy for quite a while. And if you have that proficiency, you will be a very sought after commodity in any organization. Had a coaching call yesterday with um, vice president of global marketing for multi-billion dollar company. And her call to me was, Hey, Dave, we implemented scoring. As you know, we did their very first scoring system, by the way, like 10 years ago. Um, they're on their fourth revision in terms of their scoring strategy. And what they've been doing for the past nine months is using solely AI-based scoring. Mm-hmm. So a big departure from traditional lead scoring and developed with their own development team, their own scoring model. And she said... I want to run something by you and get your thoughts. And she goes, I think now that we've been running this model for nine months, that some of the things that we gave up uh, are causing us to produce false positives and false negatives. And I said, well, great for you to trust your instincts. And we talk more about it. And sure enough, there, there's something there under that rock. And she's not a very technical person. Um, software and technical stuff has never been, let's say, her core competency, more on content, more on leadership, Mm -hmm. marketing strategy, branding, um, communications, all those areas. So, you know, she reaches out to someone like me or to other folks um, to to augment that expertise that she might be lacking, but she's got phenomenal 
strategic expertise. And that's the value that she brings, which is that second aspect for us today, right? You need technical skills, but you also need strategic skills. And you know, I love food analogies. It's much like, you know, if you had a KitchenAid mixer, which is a very powerful tool, um, but you don't have the recipe or don't have the vision or strategy of what you're going to make with it, then you just have a tool and you may know how to do it, but you may not produce anything significant. And I do find, Carlos, you know, there's not a lot of people that are always strong on both sides. They're going, it's almost like you're either more right hand or more left hand or right brain, left brain. When, when do you need, let's say someone listening to this is early in their career uh, and they are a Marketo champion. They have learned the tool, been certified and demonstrated. Uh, they're a certified Marketo expert and gone that far. When do they run into a, a almost obsolescence or a wall because they didn't develop the strategic muscle as well? And what advice would you give to them? Uh, I think you get it by doing. Uh, I, I wish I could say that, you know, back to earlier in our conversation, the universities are, are teaching this. They're just not. I remember not long ago, I did a came across a piece of research that said something to the point of like 74% of marketers say they're self-taught and organizations spend less than $1,000 a year on skill set development. So I think unless you're part of the rare organization that is investing more in doing strategic skills training and, and demand generation workshops, I know you gave one in February, uh, it, it's hard. It's hard to develop. And I know I look at my career, I would say I'm much more, I'm much stronger on the strategic side than on the technical side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I learned that starting with my first job out of school, which was a nonprofit. And that's when I was first introduced to really a content marketing. We weren't calling it then content marketing, but content marketing, connecting with buyers, in our case, donors, telling stories that would uh, bring in new donors and keep existing donors and grow our donor base. I, I learned that by doing because I, I was put in a fundraising department. And fortunately for me, I had a, a boss who, who wanted me to learn this stuff and brought me into meetings and, and really just took me under his wing and taught me this. Mm-hmm. So I think that's if you're in a technical, if you're very strong technically, and you're saying, I want to learn the strategy side. Um, I do think, you know, shameless plug, listening to a podcast like this helps. I think getting your hands on every book, every uh, workshop you can attend is helpful. But find that person in your organization and say, look, I want to learn how to do this. I want to learn how both the hard skills of how do I develop a content architecture that aligns mm-hmm. to a buyer's journey. How mm-hmm. do I drive customer engagement after the first sale, but also the soft skills? How do I manage people? How do I integrate with my sales team when they seem reluctant? How do I yeah. drive change in my organization and be yeah. a change agent? Those are all strategic skills. And I think you're going to learn that by doing and and finding a mentor in your organization or even outside. Dave, I know you do a lot of coaching, as you just referenced. Find that person outside who's willing to take that time. And if you have to, pay for it. Yeah. I, I, I'll say this to all of you again, and I think it's it's weird probably for you to hear it. Like, Carlos and I are two of the most approachable people on the planet. That That's not the weird part. The weird part is that on the podcast we say, reach out to us. 
on LinkedIn. And, and some of you probably think like, there's thousands of people who listen to this podcast. How can they possibly make that open invitation? And that's because only a small percentage of you actually take us up on it. Sorry. And with, with two of us and our entire team, uh, we've, we've got you covered. And when you guys do, as you know, we're right on it because we want to coach and help you. And we don't show up to sell. We really show up to coach. We know, of course, that if you're working with us, and want to work with us long term, of course, you'll, you'll consider an agency like us and our team to help you. But Carlos and I are just wired to coach. It's why we do a podcast. So if you want to talk about your own strategic skills development, how to get a mentor and how to get smarter about marketing strategy and that type of stuff, then reach out to us. If you are like a lot of our clients, marketing leaders and don't come from a technical background and need more coaching from us, including our team. We, I have a client meeting tomorrow, uh, as you know, and we are taking one of our senior leaders through a pretty deep dive into the leading marketing automation systems and explaining the differences between them so that they can talk with knowledge and experience in, in terms of some of the important decisions that they make. So um, let's go back to where we started the podcast. You know, I talked about my daughter's move to Arizona, right? And I'm with my daughter and her boyfriend, and we're, we're, we're putting stuff together. And Audrey goes, you never read the instructions. And I said, well, honey, I have built so many pieces of furniture and assembled this stuff. Once you kind of know the different bolts and the pieces, I mean, I can maybe look at the picture, but I don't need to read the instructions because I know how to assemble these things. I just need to know the order of it, if anything. Like there's an order that makes the project easier. Uh, when we wanted to drop like a, a HDMI cable and power cable down through the wall, I grabbed my stud finder and I looked for a stud. And then when I knew that there was no stud in this track, I, I drilled a hole in the wall and then dropped a string with a bolt down there. And um, I even bought those little glow lights uh, at the store in case I needed to see where the light was. She's like, how do you know how to do all that? I'm like, YouTube experience mm -hmm. and my dad who coached me and showed me. And so we are working in such a period of time where there's great change taking place uh, in data, in analytics, in marketing and sales technology. And I really suggest that people get mentors, whether it's Carlos and I or folks on our team or people in your organization, because here's the point that I want to make really succinctly. I know that if I need to build something, I know, need, I know I have to go get a tool to build that thing. And if you are good on strategy, and let's say you're a great brand or demand content marketer, but you don't know what the best system is to promote or deliver that content, how do you go find that? You'll go look for it um, or you'll hire somebody. But if you're really good technically, how do you go learn marketing expertise and marketing strategy? You've got to sit in the room with people who have that expertise. So if you've been relegated to this person who's like, you're the, the Marketo person, and all day you work in Marketo and do stuff, but you're not getting the context of why you're doing those things, you've got to create an opportunity for you to sit in the marketing meetings to get the why. Not what you're going to do and how you're going to do it, but the why to do that so you can develop those strategic skills, assuming you want to be uh, a marketing leader head of marketing and or or other role, or even a CEO at some, at some point. You, you need a broad set of skills to be an effective leader. And it's 
it's a no-brainer that when you're good on strategy, you'll either go hire to get the technical skills or you'll go seek out the knowledge. But the, the harder part is when you have the technical skills, how do you get the strategy skills? You got to find a mentor, you got to find a coach, and you got to put yourself in the meetings to learn that stuff. If you're young in your career, make sure you do that and talk to your manager about it. Talk to them about getting that exposure because it'll actually make you more effective with the tools that you're using. How do you do data and analytics insights if you don't understand the context of what you're looking for with the, with the data? What other advice, Carlos? No, I think you covered it. I think finding finding the opportunities, create your own opportunities to be a part of that. I remember early on in my career at McAfee, uh, there were three major business units and mine was by far the smallest. And I called our CMO in California. And I was in Dallas at the time and said, I want to be part of the, the, the larger meetings. I want to be meeting with the other directors of marketing across the business units. Um, and his first response is, well, we don't have any budget for you. <laughs> and I said, Greg, this isn't about budget for me. I want to learn this stuff. I want to know what you're doing. And I learned more from Greg in the 18 months where he was there and I was there at the same time about leadership, about change, about branding, about uh, I was exposed to some of the brightest minds within the agency that we used. And and I just wanted to soak it up and and do that, create that, create those moments. And if your manager isn't supportive, that's fine. You can still create the moments and create the time and create the opportunity for you to learn these skills. And as Dave said, it is, uh, maybe it's me, maybe it's, maybe it's us, but it is shocking. And I do this with every workshop that I hold is I give everybody up to an hour of my time to circle back and have a, have a call. And I can say literally in the last five years, I have probably given at least 20 workshops. I've had four people take me up on it. Yeah. So it, make, people, make the time, make the space. Yeah. Really, you know, folks, folks like Carlos and I, we enjoy coaching and we enjoy uh, insights and everybody needs a good mentor. Everybody needs a good coach to help you accelerate. I myself have my mentors and my coaches. Uh, I want to share something with you for all of you that have like gravitated more towards the left brain of marketing, more towards the technical skills and development. You want to make sure that you have the strategic skills in addition to the technical skills, because over time, technical skills become more commoditized. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you look at software development today, I mean, how many times do you get hit up on an email? <laughs> Probably goes to the wrong target, but you get hit up by developers at companies that are offering to develop mobile applications uh, to you. I get it all the time, Carlos. People are like, hey, we can help you with software development. You, you can outsource software development. You can even outsource creative and use agencies. And the technical skills, the tools are going to get simpler over time, even though they are very complex. And there's, there's more people that are going to learn these. So you need to have that balance. You can't be um, just technical or just strategic. You need to have that balance. And that's why when we come back to the D3 methodology and we talk about the four foundational areas, people, technology, uh, data, and analytics, four foundational parts of this model, uh, that in the people area, as we covered on the last episode, uh, we covered organizational design and staffing and resourcing. And now we're talking about strategic and technical skills. 
And, and lastly, we'll talk about the departmental aspect of it, the marketing and sales operations. But people is the most, people are the most important part of your success equation. Uh, and so getting, you know, a better strategy is going to be technical depth any day of the world because technical depth is only important when it's applied against a great strategy. So the big takeaway today is level up yourself technically and strategically and build a team where you have strength in both areas and just recognize your true colors. If you are not the most technical person in the room or had technical aptitude, then hit your cart to folks like us or people in your organization that can help you with that. And if you're extremely technically competent, but you lack the why do we do this uh, and when should we do this, then sit in the room with those people that are having those discussions so that there's more context to the work that you're doing. Couldn't agree more. All right, folks, that is our third episode on the D3 methodology in this month. Make sure you go back and listen and then look in the details of the program so that you can download some of the assets that we are sharing with you that we've put out for you. Um, Last time we talked about uh, your team and the GWC uh, concept, and a lot of people came back to me and said that was really spot on as they're looking to reorg their department, which was, does the person get it? Do they want it? And can they do it? So if uh, you are restructuring, as a lot of people are right now, and you want any help or advice on what your marketing structure should look like, again, feel free to reach out to us. Carlos Hidalgo, Dave Lewis, thank you for tuning into this episode of Demand Gen Radio. We'll catch you on the next one. Take care. You've been listening to Demand Gen Radio, bringing you the top industry experts, thought leaders, authors, marketing technology firms, and senior marketing leaders from around the world to teach you the methods and technologies for high-performance marketing. 